Well, today I've got a friend joining. The cool thing I love about podcasting is that we make friends with listeners. Well, this friend has been with The Real Brian Show since the very beginning, and actually even before that. And another cool part about the show is that I'm going to ask him what he's nerding out on and see where the conversation goes. Nothing like a surprise for all of us. So what are we going to talk about? I have absolutely no idea. You look pretty stupid to me. Thank you. Let's see if you have any brains, huh? I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. You look pretty stupid to me. (laughs) That is one of my favorite quotes. Thank you. So what are you nerding out on? That's the question that I'm going to ask you, also my guests, and even myself, because this has been the best fun of The Real Brian Show from the beginning. You never know what you're going to get on ep- in each episode, right? You have no idea, right? It's all about what we're nerding out on. So let's hit record. Let's see what happens. Let's rock it. Yeah, welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you so much for joining me. Dude, it's fall. It's almost October. Don't get me wrong, I'm loving the final bits of summer and I'm squeezing every last ounce of it as I can because, oh my gosh, I just, summer. But I always look forward to fall as well. You know, it's fun. We're here to end your week right. So thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. And uh, you know what? Oh, 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 come on. It's, you know what time it is. You know what day it is? Thank God it's. Oh yeah, get into it. Get into it. I love this. You know, being able to bring this back again, it's been a long time. It's been fun. Now, I'm going to be jumping into my conversation uh, with our our friend here in just a minute here. But first, The Last of Us on PC. I mentioned this, I think, on the last episode. Whoa. I was worried because I'm not a big zombie fan anymore. Thinking like, this is going to kind of stress me out a little bit. You know, maybe I'm going to be a little scared. I don't know. It's so good. I liked the show. I'm totally hooked on this game. I was telling Captain Influence that in most games, I feel like I'm just kind of playing the game from the outside, listening in or watching in on a conversation sort of thing. But with this game, I feel like I'm literally, literally in the game with Joel and Ellie in person. I am absolutely blown away how immersive this game is. It is good. So let's jump in here. As I mentioned, I've been wanting to bring people back on. And I mentioned, I think in the last couple of episodes that I don't have any friends anymore because nobody wants to come on the show with me. Chris reached out and said, I've been telling you that I join you. And I was kind of like, I was joking. Don't worry. Um, I do have friends, <laughs> but I've been wanting to bring Chris on for a long time. So Chris, hello. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. Good. Friday. It's Friday. Yeah. It's always a good day. Superhero name. Cause I don't feel like we've ever made one for you. I've mentioned you on the show many times. There's, there's two Chris's by the way. And so I, I go back and forth between you two, but superhero name wise, yep. I'm like, have we actually officially settled on one for you? We have not. We okay. have not. You know, I, I'm a huge, uh, I'm a huge superhero fan. Good. And I have never created one because I've always just been known as dad of divas mm. in the social realm. And the podcast realm. Yeah. In the podcast realm and yeah. a little bit of everywhere. So I, and that I've been the dad of divas since about 2007. Dang. So long time. I mean, it fits. It totally fits. It does. Yeah. It does. I like it. All right, let's go with that. Dad of Divas. I mean, it is it is a soup. Not well. Here's the thing: it's a superhero name in multiple ways. Obviously, 
there's the superhero fun aspect, but then there's also the superhero aspect of being a dad. Very true. There you go. And, and definitely you have to put on a cape every day at times <laughs> when you're, yeah. when you're a father and having to uh, show up every day for your kids. So definitely I feel like a superhero some days and sometimes I feel like I'm falling fl- flat on my face. So you know, yeah. every day is different. Yeah. That's kind of what I hear about parenting is it's like uh, you never know. It's going to be the greatest thing in the world. And then it's going to be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it truly can be and yeah. both aspects, but there's many more better days than not. That's good. We've been connected since the very beginning of the real Brian show. And prior to that profit cast, I'm trying to remember though, was it, was it before that too? Arrow. I, wa- I followed you on arrow for a bit arrow squad, and okay. toward the end of arrow squad and then into profit cast and real Brian show. Okay. And then, we met for the first time at, I think, Podcast Movement yeah. in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That was the first time we actually met in person. We had been talking on and off, you know, as you were doing a lot of the different things that you were doing, and and uh, yeah. we've just stayed in touch. I know, and even more recently, which has been fun, and, and let's see, Chicago, that was 2016. I'm trying to remember my years. I think 2014 was Fort Worth, or no, 2014, I think, was just straight up Dallas. And then 2015 was the Fort Worth one. And then 16 was Chicago. That's the last one I went to. Somebody was asking me how long has it been since podcast movement? And I thought, dang, it's been 2016. That's a long time. <laughs> it was right in right near where you live this year. I know there was, there was no reason you couldn't have gone. So there were some things that happened last year and, you know, no judgment because I wasn't there. I didn't see it all, but I just heard about some fiascos, which kind of turned me off a little bit because what happened is that podcast movement engaged in the political realm, which I was like, eh, I'm trying to stay away from that, you know? So that was a little bit of a, a dissuading factor for me this year. And then also turned out that most of the people, I think there was only one, one or two, maybe people that I actually knew that we're actually going to be there and most everyone else couldn't make it this year. So I thought, nah, I, I guess not. And then it ended up being a week. I wouldn't have been able to go anyway. So it just kind of, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to go maybe next year or maybe even attend Podfest Cause I hear that's a good one. Have you been to that one? I've never been to that one. I've heard that there's some other good ones that are around, but I, I, I think, I think it might've been Dave Jackson was saying Podfest was really good. Okay. Isn't there like a, a like a podtacular or a, Pod magnificent. Uh, I'm I'm trying to make something up here. I don't know. We need we need maybe we need to create our own here and just make it like a ridiculous name. Yeah, I like this. Uh, yeah, I, I have to think <laughs> about that one. Just try to figure out a really good name, something that you know we can we can uh, copyright and make tons of money on. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I've this is what I love about conferences is what they call the hallway talk, and I think I've mentioned this before, but you go to a conference and usually the first time you go, and especially if you're trying to learn new things or you're a noob at the whatever it is you're, you're doing. Usually you want to attend the the sessions and, you know, learn from the experts and stuff. I did that for the first couple of years and then got to the point where it's like, okay, I'm hearing a lot of the same stuff now and the most valuable conversations and things that I'm learning are now coming through the hallway conversations with just other podcasters and hanging out late into the night. You don't get any sleep, you know, that was the best part. And I got to thinking, why go to a conference? Why don't we just arrange some kind of a cool meetup somewhere, pick a city that we all want to go hang out in. And, you know, we spend our time just brainstorming and masterminding and then going and having fun too. And then you don't have to spend all that money. Just a thought. I, I love that idea because I think that uh, for a lot of these conferences, they be, they've become very, very expensive, not only yeah. to register and to attend, but at the same time to get there, to stay there, 
know, food. Yeah. You know, you're looking at something that, you know, uh, if you're paying three, $400 for the registration, you're going to be easily going to yeah. be spending a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, you know, depending on where it is and how long it is, and it yeah. gets really expensive. And it's an investment, yes, in professional development, but yeah, it you know when when you're looking at these things, unless you're making money, which as you and I both know, with podcasting, the majority of podcasters probably are not making a ton of money, yeah, or any, but or any, yeah, <laughs> but you tend to have to put in you know some money to make some money if you want to totally. or just in the in the hobby itself you know to be able to learn and grow and have that hallway talk i mean to i mean are you willing to spend that kind of money to be able to do that yeah and yeah i mean it's it's not it's not an easy thing i mean i you know my my day job i i work in um educational administration and higher ed and you know, there's definite conferences that I go to for that, but even in those, it's become expensive. Yeah, and you have to have a budget to be able to do it because otherwise, paying out of pocket, it's, you basically are going <laughs> to dig yourself into a hole. <laughs> it's so true. You know, you were asking me, and and you're not the only one, but a, a bunch of people have been asking me about the music and what's going on with that because this has been what a little over a year now. I've been talking, I've been talking about doing more music for well, it's been about a year. I guess it was it was last June that I started playing again. It was about a nine year hiatus and it it was a good thing because if there's one thing that I learned from that nine year hiatus was you have to come back to the thing that you love for the right reasons. And that's another reason. And I, I mentioned this in the last couple of episodes that I'm only doing audio only right now with the real Brian show was I had to come back to the love of why I did what I did in the first place. And as much as I love getting in front of the camera, I hate the rest of it. And it was, it was sucking the joy away from me from doing the show in the first place. So I thought I just, I need to go back to audio for a while, just, just for a while. Right. I'm having so much fun again, but with the music, you've been asking what's going on with that. And uh, you, you said something that just got me thinking like you have to spend money in order to uh, well make money. But in this case, I don't even care if I make money with my music as much as I get it out to people and it's a blessing to others. That's more my goal with this. I want to do it for the joy of it. I want to do it to get it out. And if I can make money, awesome. That's great too. But oh my gosh, the investment of this stuff. So I don't know if I update. I think I told you this, Chris, but I did, or I'm sorry, uh, Dad of Divas. I, I told you this, but I don't think I mentioned this on the show. Maybe I did. And if I did, I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I was able to finally get the keyboard. And the, uh, by the way, for those of you who supported on uh, Buy Me a Coffee, thank you. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to get enough from that to actually really help much with the keyboard. But what was what I was able to spend that on, which was really cool, was um, a training on how to use Ableton, which is the recording software that I'm using. And so I used all that buy me a coffee of money to 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 buy that, which was awesome. And so I've been learning Ableton. It's a very very um, steep learning curve, I guess is the way to put it. And I mean, I pick up things quickly, but this one's hard. And so I'm learning that. I'm getting this going. But I was able to get a keyboard. And then I get into it and I realize that all of the stock sound effects, all of those things that come with Ableton light and all that, they just don't sound real. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, listen, you know, you, oh, I want to, I want to put a violin or, or, or a string section in there. And it's like, it doesn't sound at all like a real violin. It's ridiculous. So then I go on the hunt for what do I really need? Are there violins out there? Are there instruments that sound real? Oh yeah, absolutely. I found some. 
and you're looking at like $1,800. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is a money sink. Maybe in a good way. Like I think money sinks can be the, the pit where you just kind of spend money and then nothing comes out of it. Obviously something would come out of this, but still it's just like, it doesn't end. And then I find out that, oh, my Mac mini that I would be composing on might not be quite powerful enough for most music composing and recording things because the processing power that most of these programs need is pretty significant. Like 32 gigs of Ram at the minimum, if not more. And I'm just like, Oh, and the hard drive space. That's the other thing I don't have enough of. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, what did I get myself into? One of the things that I'm, I'm going to throw out to you, and, and this is something I just learned the hard way is be very careful about external hard drives because yes, we had one that had all of my eldest daughter's pictures from high school and other pictures and family documents and just stopped working. Ugh. And I found a co- I found a company that would be willing to get the data back. It's going to cost for a thousand dollars to do it. Oh my god! Because of the type of hard drive. Yeah. And so we've been struggling and saying, do we do it? Do we just lose all of those memories and all of that oh information and all that stuff? Yeah. Because you you purchase these external drives thinking, oh, this is going to be great. You know, we'll be able to keep them off the computer and safeguard them. But and you run into, you can potentially run into these situations where drive crashes, then you there it's just gone. Or oh, for years, you know, you put them onto CDs, then now computers don't have CD CD drives, right? Yeah, or yeah. floppy drives, or um, zip disks, or you know all the the types of media that used to be available. You used to save all your stuff too, and then it's gone. Yeah. So then the question becomes: Is do you instead just invest in cloud storage and pay someone to host that for you, so that? It's not, it's something that's backed up and something you don't have to worry about. Just something to think about because I, we just learned the hard way. I'm glad you said that. And and it really stinks. It's really funny that you're talking about this right now because literally, I I keep doing the Chris Traeger thing from uh, Parks and Rec. It's not fun to say literally. It's fun to be like, literally. Uh, Last night, I was looking at this because I'm trying to figure out how to make. So right now my keyboard is up against a wall and nowhere near my computer and that's a problem. And so I've been, I don't have a lot of space. I mean, okay. I know we talk about how ridiculously big and cavernous that the studio is, but in the reality, it's a small room. So I don't have a lot of space here and I'm trying to figure out, can I put my keyboard on top of the desk? If I get like, if I, you know, drill in like a, uh, uh, like an actual computer keyboard and mouse tray kind of thing underneath and finagle some stuff. Right. That being said though, as I was looking at, okay, well I would need to make, ideally one computer, a dedicated, uh, podcasting editing. If I do video again, you know, video and editing and then composing computer. Ideally, I know that the experts would say you should have a completely separate computer for composing and recording. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. You know? So then it's like, okay, well, if I were to do one, what would that look like? And then I look at my mini and I'm, well, it's, it's an M one, but it's not powerful enough. I didn't 
I didn't get it for that. It was intended to be a base model on purpose just to kind of have as a separate thing. So then I got to thinking, well, okay, what would I do with that? But then all of the advice that I was finding last night is all talking about get like a 512 gigabyte hard drive and then just get a really, really good big external and just work off that. And my first thought was, I think that's a bad idea, but that's what everybody is suggesting. And then someone else said, you know, you should one, one person said you shouldn't do that. You should do as big of an internal hard drive as you can get. Plus there's latency issues too, you know? So get as big of a, as a, as a hard drive as you can get, and then also do the external drive, but then make sure that everything is backing up to the cloud as well. And, you know, we use Backblaze. So that's what they recommend. And I got to thinking, well, I would feel more comfortable about having at least, I mean, honestly, if I'm doing podcasting and composing, it's probably got to be a two terabyte drive internally, because I don't even think one's going to be enough for all of that stuff. But my gosh, do you spend for internal drives at that point? And I'm not building a PC. This is composing. This is, I mean, it's, it's Mac for me, but yeah, I, I appreciate your story though, because man, but it's got to be backed up. Everything does. It really does. And I wish that I hadn't learned it that way, but it's definitely something that I wouldn't have even thought of because, you know, I just wanted external storage and yep. I thought that that was the, the best way to do it. You know, when this crashed, people were like, well, is it solid state? Is it not? You know, when I was purchasing it, I wasn't thinking about that. I was just like, I, I just need storage. So I'm going to yeah. buy a terabyte of storage. So, yeah. but even then every hard drive is prone to failure. I mean, it doesn't matter. So people talk about all oh, solid state NVMe, you know, or, or if you're going to be doing like a NAS setup, you know, with a, with a server or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they're all going to have different levels of supposed reliability and you know, the, the rugged, we can take whatever abuse you throw at us. Of course they're all going to have supposed, but <laughs> nothing's foolproof. That's the problem. And so that's the, that's one thing. So Backblaze, we've been with them for years now, and they just announced that they're raising prices pretty significantly. It's still reasonable. But if there's one thing that I've loved about Backblaze is that it backs up one computer and an external hard drive as part of your you know, monthly or, or annual plan. I don't know about two external hard drives. I need to figure that one out. But at the same I'm like, you know, I've, I've had my, my main computer and my external hard drive backed up for years now just in case it crashes. But <laughs> I would have to have a separate external hard drive for the music and stuff. And that's going to be, anyway, it's just, a, it, it's amazing the amount of money that you kind of have to spend to do much of anything. I don't know. Do I, do I do it or do I hold back or how long is, and then you kind of lose the inspiration and the creativity because, well, I don't have the money right now, so I'm just going to wait. And then, then you never get around to it. It's a tough decision, man. <sighs> it is. It, it, yeah. It's a really tough decision. And, you know, like you said, you have to decide what's it worth, right? Yeah. What's, when I look at, like even Backblaze, I was just looking it up. I mean, it, it says seven bucks a month. Yeah. It's not that bad. I mean, no, that's not. not that bad. Now, over the years, that'll add up, but it's not terrible. You're looking at, you know, for a year, it's 70 bucks. Well, it's and going up to a hundred. That's the problem. Oh, okay. so it, it's been 60 or 70 and now it's jumping up to a hundred. And, and again, that's still not a lot because of what you just said. If your files are backed up, peace of mind, something is going to inevitably happen at some point. So hundred a year is not that much to save your, <laughs> your important stuff. You can't get it back. I mean, yeah. once it's gone, it's gone. I, I, I mentioned the fact that 
all of these images. So four, four years of photos and we take a lot of photos and other just, you know, I'm a podcaster, all of our pod, all of my mm-hmm. past episodes on podcasts for podcasts. Luckily I can access them in other ways, but they were backed up on there. Yeah. Lots of just stuff that you don't think about until it's gone. Well, and so, even, even videos, you know, Right now I've got video on uh, an external drive that's not being backed up, but I thought, oh, it's on YouTube. It's good. And then I've been hearing about all kinds of things that YouTube has been doing recently where they've been demonetizing certain creators or just shutting down channels because of something that YouTube didn't agree with. And so like they lose all of those videos instantly with no chance to back them up or download them before. You never know. Like it's, it's one of those if, you know, don't rely on something like YouTube because you don't own them. Oh, and unless you're doing something like Vimeo where you're paying an annual fee yeah, and and you control it and you control the content and they're not going to make those decisions, you're right. I mean, YouTube yeah. owns your content. Yeah. So if you're, if you're utilizing YouTube, that's like any of the social media channels. Yeah. You don't own your Facebook profile. If they decide that you violated something, even though you're like, I haven't done anything, you don't have much of a leg to stand on. Yeah, that's true. You, you got to tell us a little bit about you, who you are, but tell us about yourself. And then uh, what are you nerding out on right now? I mean, that's what I've been nerding out on is, is music and trying to figure out how to make it work. But what about you? No, I appreciate it. And, you know, me, I am a dad of divas, right? I am a father of two. I, and I have two daughters and I um, do a ton to be able to engage with them um, and to be actively engaged with them, podcaster, work in higher ed. I, I'm very involved in a lot of different things, multi-passionate in many different ways. Nice. So, you know, that's one of the reasons that you and I connect quite a bit. And we yeah. have a lot of things in common as we've come to find as uh, in that regard. But one of the things that I've been really nerding out on lately is AI. And AI, I thought we could okay. talk about that. Be- yeah. Because it, it is something that I've been really exploring more because you know you see you hear people talking about the benefits of the chatbot the chatbots the ai chatbots the mm-hmm. you know the bards and the chat gpts and you know all of those things but you also hear the you know the naysayers and the negatives and oh, yeah. oh it's going to you know make the world shut down <laughs> and and all of the 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 you know the doomsday things too and lately I've been trying to think about and look at ways in which AI can make things that I'm doing in my professional life, podcasting life, personal life easier. Mm-hmm. And not to completely take the place of me in that regard, but finding ways to be able to make things easier. So for example, podcasting. Mm-hmm. One of the things that is a pain in the butt to do and I have not, I don't really enjoy doing it is show notes. You and I have talked about that. And we, you know, putting together show notes is a big pain. Yeah, it really is. And so one of the things that I have tried to do lately is utilizing ChatGPT with the transcription of the podcast itself. Yeah. Create show notes. And I found that it's actually pretty good to make some tweaks and you have to read it because sometimes isn't right. I would say that in the notes that I've been creating, 
I've been finding probably about 85% accuracy, 85 to 90% accuracy regards to what I'm putting in. Mm-hmm. Now you have to play with it. You have to understand what you're asking and, and the tone and how you want uh, the bot to be able to help you to write it. If I can do that and save myself 30 minutes. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting because I've had an interesting, I guess, perspective on AI. You know, I, I hear the horror stories. I hear the fear. And then I also host some podcasts for clients where that's what they pretty much talk about. They talk about AI. They talk about how AI is affecting their industry and they, some of them actually design the AI and actually work on it directly. So some of the, just some of the things I've heard, some of it's over my head, but the things I've heard is that AI thankfully is still not quite there yet. And so, you know, worrying about AI taking over the world right now, really probably not something to worry about because it's not quite there. I mean, it's, it's, some some of them will say it's still pretty dumb compared to what they want it to be, which is good. I think that's actually okay because um, like you said in the very beginning is that you want to have AI as a an assistant. You want it to help you and make your life easier, but not necessarily take over your life or replace you because clearly that's that's not what AI is intended to do. So I think right now it's a good thing. It definitely has to be checked. It's funny. You can almost tell when an article is written by AI because it's like, yeah, it's still not quite good enough yet. But you're right. You have to do some of that checking. The worst part about podcasting for me, some of these people love it, but the worst part is basically as soon as the microphone is off and we're done, that's where it gets to be the worst part for me. My favorite part of podcasting is turning the mic on and just going for it. And then from there, I wish I could just like hand it off, but I can't right now. So then there's the, the show notes and the websites and the editing and all of those things like that. I've been looking for things like that. There is actually a service called Cast Magic that does chat GPT, but specifically for podcasters so that you literally just upload your, you know, your audio file when you're done and it pulls out the show notes. And I mean, it gives you so many different things, including like social media posts that you can literally just like one click send to whatever. I mean, you get titles, you get, and and they're good too. Media posts and they're, and they're not bad. And, And the nice thing is, is if you don't like them, you can tell them to go either rerun yeah. or do it in a different tone or do something different. The one thing I have found that is that if you have multiple shows, it gets a little confused because when you're setting it up in there, it, you're setting up one profile. Yeah. So, yeah. for example, the it's the real Ryan show. Yeah. But if you have ProfitCast, and yet the problem is, is that if you're doing a show for ProfitCast, it's still going to act like it's the real Brian show. So then you have to go back in and change it. Yeah. Change some of the, some of the internal stuff because of the fact that it doesn't know difference between the different shows. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And that's, and again, that's the thing where AI still has some growing to do, but also in some ways I'm, I'm still okay with it being not quite so smart yet. And I think that's a good thing, but yeah, there's that. And then I'm finding that, and this isn't, I don't know if this is AI based or not. It, It probably is, but even some of the options now for websites, I hate WordPress. Oh my gosh. You and I have talked about this. I hate it. I mean, it's a, it's a, I've hated websites since way too long. I finally, after getting hacked so much with my websites, I blew up all my websites. This was yesterday or the day before. And so the original real Brian show website is gone. I'm sorry. It was, it was an awesome website. The Wraith designed it. I got tired of fighting with malware and hacks and 
I don't know enough to do it. So I blew it all up. I blew up ProfitCast's website. I blew up my business website. I was like, this is probably really stupid, but I got rid of it all and I canceled the account. I'm like, I'm out. And so there's a, there's a service that there, there's, there's actually a couple of them out there, but for podcasters, it's really cool where you basically go in and you put your, your podcast feed into the website. And then every time you upload a podcast to your, your audio host platform, whatever that is, it automatically pulls up and it posts it on your website automatically with whatever, like you said, show notes, blog posts that you write up. You put it into your audio host platform. It automatically sends it all. You don't have to touch your website. It's just like, this is hands off. Once you set it up initially, I just thought, see, this is the dream right here (laughs) is to be able to just set and forget, get it out there and not have to, I mean, unless you love this kind of stuff, then by all means, but if you don't, then it's like you, there's stuff out there finally for us that just allows us to do our show and let it go. And a lot of rhyming today. I completely agree with you because I think that the issue that you run into, and I find it all the time as, as a father is that time is precious. Oh yeah. And what you put your time toward, whether you're a parent or not, is not only your own, but is in short supply. Yeah. As you decide, hey, I'm going to be a podcaster. Great. If you're going to be a podcaster. You're going to be putting a ton of time. You're going to be putting time into to recording. You're going to be putting time into all of the other things. You're going to be taking that and that time gets taken away from anything else that you want to do. So if you want to watch the newest episode of Ahsoka, you're going to have to fit that in at another time if you're, yeah. if you're going to put your effort toward that. Or if you have a family, got to, you're going to, that's going to be taking time away from your family. You've got to be able to understand that anything that you can do to be able to save time, it's benefiting you in the end, because if you're able to find these, well, let's just call them what they are. They're hacks, right? They're hacks to be able to help you to be more efficient. They help you to be able to really get more time back that you can then do other things, focus on other things that are important to you. Yeah. As long as you're focused, and this is what I talked about in the last episode is stop being so freaking busy. So as long as you're taking that time that you're getting back and putting it into the right things, because I think a lot of us have a tendency to say, oh, well, I don't have to do that anymore. So I'm going to go busy myself up with something else that, well, that you shouldn't have done that. Like you, you should take it and spend it with your family or like you said, watch Ahsoka or have a little downtime. Dude, uh, I can't wait to get into Ahsoka. We may need to talk about that in our in our second little chat because um, all I'm going to say is Captain Influence said this could quite possibly be better than Andor for him. And I I might agree, but that's all I'm going to say. It's been so good and I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, we, we should get into that in the next episode. But it's been interesting after doing that, that busy episode, we took a trip and we camped along the way up to Oregon, went along the Oregon coast, came back. And I felt it was the weirdest thing. I had almost a little bit of a guilt factor after releasing that episode. I was like, should I have done that? I feel like I was judgy and I wasn't intending to be, but I was like, I was so passionately adamant about me personally, not being so caught up in busyness and having conversations with other people who are caught up in the busyness that I was like, I have to just get intense about this and send it out. And, you know, I got a couple pieces of feedback, some saying, thank you. That was amazing. And others saying, stop judging us or, you know, go easy on us. And I'm like, I wasn't trying to judge anybody. It was just people need to hear this. I need to hear it. That's why I said it. It was for me mostly, but it was to go out to others. But coming back, I was able to actually 
check out, man. I was off email. I was mostly not even on text at all. I barely was on my phone except that I was you know, doing music or trying to figure out where we were going or whatever. It was amazing. And I came back with this attitude of like, I, I don't really care. And not in a bad way, but like I care too much about things. And I was finally able to come to a point where I just didn't as much. I cared about the important and the essentials. But beyond that, I don't have the capacity for it right now. I just didn't. And it was relaxing. I felt at peace. I didn't have all the adrenaline and the stress and the anxiety that I currently, you know, typically have or whatever. And it was just a reminder to be like, if we're going to get time back from something that's going to help us, then we need to use it for the right things. And also one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is to choose not to add more unless it's something that's going to be good. So I'm with you, man. I think um, if you can find these, these hacks and these tools to, you know, make your life easier and give you time back because you can't get time back. Otherwise it's when it's gone, it's gone. Oh, you definitely. Yeah. Once it's gone, it's gone. And that's definitely the case as you have kids and that time is fleeting. Once you lose that time, it is gone. And people tell you all the time as a parent, I'll tell you, I heard way more than once, many, many times how you know, the time will fly by, you don't know, and you don't realize it. And I just dropped my kid off at college this fall. It just flies by. And like you said, you have to make sure that you're putting the time into things that are, are most important to you and making sure that you don't put so much time into other things that you can't, I mean, because you can't get it back. Yeah. I was one of these people. I used to say things like this too. I feel like we all say this when we're younger before we really understand and have the perspective of the uh, the finite time in our lives, if you know what I mean. I feel like when you're young, you just don't think about it. You don't realize it. And then, and I'm not even saying that you have to be old to get this, but I'm just saying, I think as you age, you start to understand it a little bit more. But it's been interesting to hear how many times I've heard from people. They'll say things like, well we're really busy right now or we're in this season right now or I can't right now or whatever, you know, fill in the blank kind of thing. And then they'll say, but we'll be able to do that in the future. And I can tell you, man, from, from so many experiences and observations over the years, I never see those people ever do it in the future. They just never get to it and they miss out and they can't get it back. And then it's over. Will they have regrets at the end of their life? I don't know. Maybe not, but it's one of those things that it's like, don't pass up opportunities if they're in your, if they're presented to you. And it's something you want. Like if you're like, I really do want to go do this right now, or I really do want to spend time with, with whoever right now, right? Do you need to say no to that? Or should you say yes to that and treasure it? And then, you know, you can catch up on your work later. Give me a break. You're always going to have work. You're always going to have something to do. There will never be a time in life where you don't have something to do. But there will be a time in life where you might have missed out on an opportunity with a relationship or a person or a situation because those don't come around all the time. You and I were talking the other day about uh, churches that we're a part of and seeing people getting to an age where you're starting to see people pass away. Yeah. All of us only have so much time on this earth. And I'm not that up to be morbid in any sense, but we don't know when our time is up. Yeah. You have to live for the day and you have to live for each moment. Understand that that time is short. Yeah. 
there's this, <laughs> you know, everybody knows how much I love community and there's this wonderful episode. I think it was in season one where I forgot what the actual class was, but it was, he was the, the professor, you know, was always like seize the day winger. And you know, he would try to seize the day and he wouldn't do it. And he's like, boo fail. You know, he's like, you're not passing my class until you actually seize the day and seize the moment. And so Jeff wingers running around trying to figure it out. And he goes, and then he finally figures it out. And he's like, Oh, bravo. You did it. Hey, you pass, you know, it was a hilarious moment where he was trying to make things happen in a, in an artificial manner or he wasn't taking advantage of the opportunities that were in front of him and stuff like that. So it's just a funny little thing, but man, I'm with you. It's I'm not going to look back. I mean, I know this right now. I'm not going to look back and be like, man, look at all the time I spent on tasks. (laughs) I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to look back. I mean, if I look back right now, if I, if I were just to kind of think about the memories that pop into my head, they're not about the work that I, maybe it was about the work if it was meaningful work, by the way. But usually the memories that shine the brightest are the ones that are with people and it's, you know, connecting with people. It's the relationships. It's the experiences that I've had. And sometimes it is the work that I do because it was meaningful and it made a difference and it was joyful or whatever. But all of that other stuff already forgotten. So then you just go, hmm. Can't get that time back. So how do I maximize the time now? Not that this was our, uh, but th- that's AI. That goes back to what you're talking about with the, with the nerding out on AI. It's just like, okay, can we use tools like that to, to maximize our, our life again? I hope so. Uh, you know, and in talking about community, it makes me think of maybe we should just go and have a huge paintball war out in the hallways. Oh my something. gosh, that would be so good. <laughs> the best part of that episode is when, you know, there's like a paintball thing getting ready to happen and he goes and Jeff takes a nap in his car and he wakes up like an hour later and the whole entire campus is like, it literally looks like the apocalypse has happened. Yes. <laughs> like in one hour, the apocalypse came and went and everybody's formed factions and communities. And oh my gosh, that was one of the most genius episodes of television ever written. For anyone that has never watched Community, go watch it because yeah. it is an amazing show. Talk about having a regret in your life. If you've never seen Community, you will be on your deathbed going, man, I wish I would have watched the Community. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I wish he would come back because it was such a good show. They're talking about the movie. They said uh, six seasons in a movie, you know, and I actually saw that there's a movie in pre-production. Then the strike happens. So it's, I think it's coming. Thanks for joining me, man. Thank you for having me. Loved being here. All right. So where do we find your podcasts and connect with you and all that? I have a lot of different podcasts. So I will give you a couple of different places. So dadofdivas.com is my regular website. Okay. Um, Fatheringtogether.org is where you'll find the Dads with Daughters podcast. Uh, that's a organization that I started for fathers. Not just fathers of daughters, but just fathers in general. Then I have another podcast called Victors in Grad School. If you're thinking about going to graduate school, going through graduate school, it's all about finding success in that graduate school journey. And that's actually over at umflint.edu under graduate programs. The only other show that I do and and that I produce and that you'll hear my voice on is called SA Voices from the Field. And that one's more, talk about nerding out. I work in student affairs and that one is, is one that I work on in the student affairs field. So SA meaning student affairs, voices from the field. So if you Love have it. an interest in higher education and student affairs, there's another one for you too. That's great. 
Well, yeah, check them out. And of course, uh, dads, there's a lot of dads that listen to the show. So dads, there you go. You got a, you got a good podcast for us. Good, good podcast for you. I, I'm trying to like make a word. You got a podcast for you. You know what the music means? There's a lot of episodes. <laughs> it's a lot to see. A lot to hear. Well, thank you again. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll be back again. We've got a, a lineup of guests coming up again. So we'll see what they're nerding out on. But thanks, Chris, for sharing what you're nerding out on. And uh, much more to say, much more to do. But have a great week. Thanks for joining us. Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.